Hey guys, it's She Sheds Real Light with Crystal Fry and Susan Price. And today's episode is Better Not Bitter. Alright guys, so I actually read something one time and it was bitter root causes bitter fruit. And honestly, until I started going to therapy, I didn't realize one of my biggest things that I deal with is bitterness. And bitterness is actually such a thing as a form of resentment. Um, And I would hold on to things that people had done or things that maybe people had said. And I would allow it to just basically permeate inside of my heart and cause so much resentment and bitterness that literally it would cause me to treat the person probably a different way or think differently of somebody just because of something that I allowed to come inside of myself, Um, which I'm not saying that what people say or what people do might not be a kind of a place to actually get those feelings, Mm -hmm. but allowing them to actually like sit there and permeate inside of you and like grow inside of you is like on you. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of as you're speaking, like I remember so many times I'd be like, oh, I forgive you, but I'll never forget. You know, we say that Uh a lot. And truthfully, like I know that you don't forget the pain that you've endured. You don't forget what ugly things people have done or said to you. Like those things stick with you um, probably for life. Like you can't forget or unhear those things. And so I remember saying that a lot to people and um, it doesn't make it right though. So, you know, like I think for me, when I live with, like, I do forgive you, but do I really forgive you? Because, yeah. I mean, those things will always be there, but I think when you're able to start praying for people who have hurt you, oh, yeah, that's, that's when things transform within your own self. And I think for me, that's when I realize, like, I'm healing mm-hmm. and I truly have forgiven you because I can pray for you. I can pray for your salvation. I can pray for your family and not feel a certain way and I think for me that's when freedom really set in and I was able to experience that and be like okay I'm no longer living in unforgiveness and I'm no longer holding on to this and um because you know we can be we can forgive people but just the bitterness just swells up inside of us yeah well I think that's the point that I had like kind of started to go to or like come to was that bitter the bitterness started to show Mm -hmm. on the outside and I think it's one thing whenever you feel like you're holding it on the inside but you don't realize that what's inside eventually starts Mm -hmm. to come out and um it attracts flies yes and it starts to stink and it tastes nasty and those are kind of the words or the feelings that you start to say Um, and I thought about too, is like when you produce fruit, because the Bible talks about producing fruit, you really don't want that fruit to be bitter inside of you. That's like Mm -hmm. actually being produced on the outside of you. I mean, you want the fruit to taste well, right? Like, have you ever tasted a piece of bitter fruit? Oh, it's the worst. (laughs) Especially when you go to bite it, like for me, like a peach or a plum. And I'm like, I can't wait for this. It's so (laughs) sweet and juicy. And then you bite into it and you're like, oh, this is so sour. I've got to throw it away. This is disgusting. I know. So it like tastes bad. So when you produce the fruits of the spirit, you want to produce like peace, kindness, self-control. Those are some of those fruits that you want to be producing. You don't want to produce bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, all of those kind of things that can come up because those things stink when they're stored in your heart, especially when they start to show out on the outside. So I'm thinking as you're talking too about how the hurt that people 
do, I say do to us, but the hurt that people cause in our lives, yeah, the pain, um, the ugly things they've said or done to us. So those things are not planting fruit within us. They're yeah. they're producing bitterness so and smelliness. And honestly, when they produce that bitterness within us, it starts to grow. Yeah, it never ripens. And so what it's doing is is it's killing us, like it does the fruit. Yeah. Like when fruit is rotten, it's dying. And that's how I'm thinking of things. Is like what we pour into other people often feeds onto them and feeds in their own lives. And so when people are putting that on us, that's why it's so important that we choose to get better and not be bitter because it is rot. It's like rottening us. Mm -hmm. If that's a word, rottening us from the inside (laughs) out. And it's truly taken over. Um, and so the scripture, Ephesians 430, beginning 431 says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander as well as all types of evil behavior instead be kind to each other tender tender hearted forgiving one another just as god christ just just as god through christ has forgiven you and i started thinking about probably one of the most recent situations where i was living in i don't want to say darkness but it was like a dark cloud it was overwhelming it was a heaviness yeah. that i felt every day that was present And I was like, why can't I be happy? Why can't I move out of this? Why do I feel like I'm literally being shackled and chained down? And truthfully, it was, I found myself in a place where I thought I'd forgiven people for certain things, Uh, but then I found myself literally, I wouldn't say to the point of slander, but I was saying things about people. Yeah. And I mean, not just going out there and gossiping to any and everybody, but I was saying things. Right. Um, Especially, I think sometimes it it might not even be that you're saying things to other people. You say things in your mind to make you start feeling that way about other people. Absolutely. Well, you're feeding that in your mind and it's growing and then maybe you're talking to your spouse or whatever it may be, your therapist or whoever, and you're, you're speaking these things out. You may not be specifically slandering them, but you might as well be. And so it's like, truly, when you take a step back and you look at the situation, you're like, have I really forgiven? I mean, I guess I have, but I'm truly allowing the bitterness to well up and swell up inside of me. And it's taking control over my life. And honestly, that's what had happened to me. And so the enemy, when he sees that people are ugly to us, or they do things to backstab us, or they do things to strike at us, he uses that as an opportunity to really come in and kill, steal, and destroy, and take over our mind and consume us. And if he can get our mind thinking about and dwelling on what that person did to us, he knows that bitterness and that resentment is going to grow. And if he can get us to slander the people, that's even better because yeah. now we're, we're Makes speaking out. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so that's something in my own life I had to work through. And truthfully, once I finally like realized what was going on and I started praying over it, and was like, God, take this for me. Yeah. The weight was lifted and I don't feel like I'm chained down by that darkness anymore. My biggest thing is like communication. That's where I figured out where I like because someone could truthfully in the past do something to me mm-hmm. and I would fail to communicate my feelings to them. And then in return, I would start to hold bitterness because I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny, guys, because actually like Susan and I had this thing that happened and um, how she knew that I was upset with her. And I was like, I'm just not going to talk about it. I'm just going to like walk away. I'm just not going to say anything. And she like, this is accountability, true friendship and accountability when it comes to 
if if you want to grow your relationship with friends too, there has to be there's always going to be something that comes up yeah. eventually. Like that that's a friendship. Like mm-hmm. that's a relationship. And so she pulled me aside and she's like, "You're going to tell me. You're going to tell me." And I'm like, "No, I'm not. Everything's fine. Everything's fine." And she's like, "No, you're going to tell me." But that's holding someone accountable too of especially Susan knows that I have a hard time communicating when things are happening. And so what a great friendship to actually be able to do that talk about it we cried together we <laughs> laughed together in this back storage room which was really weird but anyways and we got like it was like one of those things where it was like you see growth in relationships you see growth in you you see mm. growth in those areas when you're able to like move past those kind of situations and just become better not bitter that's right yeah, I, you know, I'm very thankful for opportunities to be able to do that. And I would say that communication for me is plays a huge factor. I mean, yeah. I've definitely, over the years, so used to, I would just, like, slide down in my chair. And it, it, like, made me sick to even think about having to say something. And then there came a phase of life where it was, like, I said any and everything. And I didn't care. <laughs> exactly. And then I had kids, and I got right with the Lord. And it was like, no, uh-huh. that's not you anymore. You got to let that go. And so it was like finding balance of like, well, what is healthy communication? Yeah. And so now I'm like so much better and I can confront certain things. And sometimes like, I mean, I definitely will sit on it and I'll pray about it because for me, sometimes I feel like God's not saying it, it's the time. Like yeah. now ain't the time and it may never be the time, but let's hold off on this. And then other times I can't stop thinking about it. And it's like that nudge of you need to do it. And so I think when I communicate in a healthy way to people, even if I'm frustrated with them, even if it's not the best of circumstances or relationship, when I do communicate in a God-like way, the way he, like a gentle way as he yeah. would call us to do, you know, and at least confront the situation or what may have happened, I feel so much better. Even if there's not a solution, I at least know that I did my part and I did it in the right way. Yeah. And truthfully, that's growth. That's where growth comes in. And that's when you're able to, to walk forward and not feel so much bitterness. Because I mean, it's almost like an instant relief. Even if there's no problem resolved, yeah. you at least had that relief of who oh, I did that, you know, mm-hmm. like God helped me get through that. I've put it out there. Now what they choose to do with it is up to them. Well, you know, it makes me think of that thing where, um, oh goodness, I'm probably going to butcher this, but <laughs> I was thinking about like when you harbor the bitterness, mm-hmm. it's honestly the forgiveness that you're basically holding change on, chains on. Mm-hmm. It's like you're in a prison, but what is that saying? Oh my goodness, I can't think of it. It's like you're in the prison, but the other person oh. is looking in. Well. Yeah, pretty much. It's like you're only hurting yourself yeah. and keeping yourself from walking in your calling and in your purpose. Right. You're not hurting them because half the time they're not even thinking about it or they may not even realize what happened. And so really you're putting yourself in behind behind those bars yeah. in prison and punishing yourself because you're not speaking out about what happened. Yep. I don't That's, know the correct terms though. <laughs> no, I can't think about it either. But either, either way, you're in the prison. The other person is like free. They're living yep. in freedom, but you're in the prison because you are harboring on these mm-hmm. things that you're not actually releasing and living in the freedom that God has called God has called us to that's right well harboring is the word that God placed on my heart after that conference we went to the other weekend it was like I was driving home and it was like I feel like you're harboring some things and I was like "Mm, no I'm not and then as I thought about it I was like Okay. And then that's when true revelation came when it was like, this is why you're not able to walk forward fully and focus on what I need you to do and feel that sense of like relief because you're not letting go of the things you've been harboring for so long. And I was like, "Mm," you know, you go back and forth. But truthfully, like I had to deal with that. 
God had to deal with me and I had to deal with that. And, you know, I I thought about how it impacts when we have children. Like, they're watching how we deal with things. And I know, like, if I were to say something around my kid, which I do really good about not doing that, but sometimes they're nosy and they listen when they shouldn't be or you think they're preoccupied and they happen to overhear it. But, like, they're listening to how we handle things. And then sometimes I'll see certain reflections in them of myself. And I'm like, no, no, we don't do that. They're like, well, you do that or you say that. And I'm like, oh, it's nothing like being called out by your child. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's just so funny how God will use our kids sometimes to speak to us and, like, bring us back to reality. And, you know, I want to teach my kids gentleness and kindness and how to, you know, like, the right way to forgive people and not harbor that resentment and bitterness within them. And, you know, we've been going through some stuff with my youngest at school. been trying to talk her through things and honestly it's been a tough path because you know with bullying and things at school like I just want her to know that she should be kind and even when people come at you yes you can defend yourself but there's a right way to do those things and so even us as adults like we just have to learn how to navigate through life and truly communicate and learn how to work through those things one of those things is like practice what you preach like it's so easy to tell your kid like you need to talk about things you don't need to harbor things I want you to communicate with me but it's like practicing what you preach like if you if you're not doing it how do they learn that behavior because they're learning everything by seeing seeing you and seeing how you respond and seeing what you do with when people it feels like you're being attacked or whatnot. That's one of the big things, too, that I've had to learn this year is I've watched my son kind of shut down in instances and not want to talk about things and just kind of go to his room or, like, have hard conversations. And I'm like, oh, I do not want him to repeat these same patterns Mm -hmm. that I've repeated my whole entire life because I've been worried or um, just not wanting to do it. And then I just feel like I've harbored those that bitterness and those feelings of resentment and unforgiveness because of it. And so I'm trying to learn myself, but also teach him Mm -hmm. the same manner. But you know, it's crazy. I just thought about this. The other day we were out to out to dinner and he said something he goes oh mom I forgot to tell you about this and it was something that happened when he was at the skate ranch with some friends one time which is crazy people still go to the skate ranch I want to (laughs) go we should (laughs) we should so um they were at the skate ranch with some friends and somebody said something to him and this has been like weeks maybe even a month ago like it's been a while ago but he remembers what this person said to him because it was kind of an attack against his looks and so he remembered it and he brought it up just very randomly and I was like wow like this is impactful and it's Mm -hmm. living inside of him and he just thankfully he got it out and he talked about it and we were able to you know kind of talk about the way it made him feel but that's what we do with things like Mm -hmm. when people say things or when people do things sometimes we just allow it to kind of stay inside of us and not really talk about the way that it's made us feel whether or not it's to the person or it's Mm -hmm. to someone else just to get those feelings out someone that's a safe spot for us or safe place for us but um just a thing like our kids are going through those same Mm -hmm. things that we go through it might look different for them because of their age or what's happening but we have to internalize and do what we need to do that Mm -hmm. work to help teach them what to do in return and if we're not doing it and we're not putting in the work then our kids surely aren't going to see it and know what to do with it and then we don't want those same generational things to continue to occur and they take that with them into their own future I think that that's why it's so important when we're walking through things I mean obviously we want to 
you know, shelter them from certain things and keep them protected. But there's certain things in life that it's important that they see, like we face real life situations. Yeah. People are not always nice. They don't always have the best of intentions. And I think it's important for them to be able to see how we navigate and work through those things because it teaches them like expectations or, or the right and wrong way to handle things in their own lives as they come to, excuse me, as they come to things because they're going to face stuff. We can't shelter them, but for so long. And I think it's important, like with disappointments to know that like life is not just great all the time. We're going to be disappointed and people are going to let us down. And so it's so important that they see that we're navigating through these things um, in the right way and the best way that we can, or at least see us trying and striving to do what God has called us to do in situations like that. Yeah, you know how I was stuck on the wilderness for so long last year mm-hmm. and I felt like I was walking through it. Well, the Israelites traveled through a town called Mara. Is it? It's M A R A. Well, that means bitterness. And when they traveled through this town, they actually um, they were thirsty. They wanted water, and what they did was the water there was actually really bitter. Mm-hmm. And they were traveling through this town that actually meant bitterness. Um, and I couldn't help but think too, like we're sometimes drinking the wrong water. Mm-hmm. We we hear about in scripture all the time to drink the living well, which yeah. is of God. And they were literally drinking the wrong water when it came to, they didn't drink that water, it was bitter, but they were drinking the wa- wrong water by always continuously not trusting God, blaming Moses for things, wanting to go back. They weren't trusting and believing the living God and what the living God has for us. And the living God has for us a production of producing good fruit. Mm -hmm. But we have to believe and trust in that. And so our hearts aren't producing this bitterness. um, And we truly are trying to be better. Yeah. I will say I was reading through that part last week, actually, because that's where I'm at right now in my readings. And I remember reading through that and I saw bitterness and I circled it because I thought about we had been talking about this for weeks. Yeah. And it was just saying how, like, it was disgusting. And yeah. it's, I think I said it had a scent to it, too, that did not smell pleasant. And so, I mean, it definitely goes hand in hand with, like, y'all, when we're bitter, we stink. Our attitude stinks. Like, you yep. look at your kids and you're like, your attitude's awful right now. Well, that's how we are, too. And, you know, I'll be honest, like, comparison, and I know we've done a, a episode on comparison before, but I know for me, like, I can get wrapped up sometimes and compare myself to where I'm at versus where someone else is at. Right. It's just easy to do. Um, and in Galatians 6, 4, it says, um, pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Mm-hmm. And that stuck out to me because, you know, I, for myself, honestly, I can start comparing. Yeah. And then I feel like it's, um, what's the word? competition I feel like it's a competition which was another episode because they all lead together but I feel like it's a competition and then it's like we get so wrapped up in that that we're not focusing on the work God's called us to do and when we're focused on the work that we're doing and what we're producing through our work we're not looking at somebody else and where they're at and what they're doing but when we're focused on those things it does grow bitterness and resentment within us because we're so caught up in what they're doing and then we're feel a certain way. It may not even be bitterness directly towards them all the time, but sometimes we can question God. Well, like, why do you have them where they're at when you know my heart's desires to be where they're at right now? But I've worked really hard and yet I'm still stuck over here, so to speak, uh, in the wilderness or in this stagnant place. Like, why... Why am I not there? And they are, you know? And I think for me that that does lead to some resentment and bitterness as well. You know, and 
I think we forget God sees our heart and he knows what he needs to work on to get us the place to the place that he's called us to go. And we know that we want to be in the will of his. And so if God knows our heart and what it's going to take to get us to the place that we are called to go, he knows what he has to work on. Mm -hmm. And that could be why we are in the wilderness, why we are in these places so that God can truly work on those areas of us so that where he has called us to be, we are doing Mm -hmm. his work, not ours. And we're cleaned out from those things. I think about a plant. And you think about the foundation of the plant, the roots of that plant. And if the roots of those plants or that plant inside of your heart is all the things opposite of the fruits of the Spirit, God's got to clean those roots. Because as as that root grows, if it stays that same, it's going to grow up and it's going to produce that bitter fruit. But if God is continuously cleaning that to make that foundation the foundation that it needs to produce, and there's a scripture, Hebrews 12, 15, that says, See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. Mm-hmm. We don't want what's inside of us to cause trouble and for mm-hmm. us it, because honestly what happens is that bitterness begins to leak out yeah. and defiles not only ourselves but other people around mm-hmm. us. Well, it spreads and you know, honestly, I want to know that I'm spreading good, not yeah. not bad, not bitterness, not stinkiness. I want to spread a pleasing aroma to the Lord because that's what he says in Scripture, you <laughs> yeah. know, when he told them to burn incense to be a pleasing aroma to God. And yeah. so I want to make sure that I'm spreading positivity and love and kindness and gentleness. And um, I know that we have off days and bad days, and I get that, but I'm very self-conscious about doing the right thing. And I don't ever want to walk away from a conversation. I know how I feel when I walk away from a conversation or time spent with someone and I feel like empty and drained because I'm like, uh, that was negative. And I know that we're not always in a great mood and that's fine. But there's a difference in like having an off day and someone's just negative all the time. Yeah. Or they're constantly slandering other people or gossiping and things like that it eventually messes with our minds. Mm-hmm. And so I don't I don't want to ever be the cause of that for someone else. I want to walk away from a conversation and then be like, I feel refreshed. Yeah. You know, I feel like that was a sweet encounter with someone where I could talk to them, lift them up and encourage them and just leave there with both of us, you know, just feeling much better about a situation versus walking away from something knowing that I put on negativity onto someone else and shared my bitterness and resentment. You know, and that's why it's also why we have to be careful what, we're going through we shouldn't always talk about to other people because it can even though we should be making up our own opinion of people based off of our encounters with them it is easy to mess with our minds and so we have to be cautious yeah. of that as well well i think that that's the importance of us also being in the word because mm-hmm. you know you're going to have instances where you're around somebody or you're you know you have a meeting with somebody but knowing your Knowing your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you have to say, like, I'm not in a good headspace to have this meeting. I don't want to leak out this stuff. And honestly, I need to probably be meeting a little bit with more with God today mm-hmm. than meeting with other people because it's it's easy to pour out um, that negativity if you're not in a good place or the roots inside of you are not being cleansed the proper mm-hmm. way of allowing God to do the work inside of you. And 
you know, it's hard. That work is hard. It's hard to go through. I know through therapy for me, it's been hard to pull out things that I've allowed to harbor inside of me or to grow root inside of me. It's hard. It's hard work to actually dig those things up and to know what you have to do, especially when you are used to just suppressing things or letting things. And that was your way of saying like, this is better. It's yeah. better for me to do this because I'm not leaking out or you don't feel like it, but mm-hmm. truthfully not communicating or leaking out things in the way of just being ugly or the way that you respond. Like mm-hmm. that is not what God has wanted or called us to do or walk in. You know, He's called, like we said, to produce that good fruit. And in order to do that, you have to do work sometimes, which is. Not pleasant, Mm -hmm. but the aroma that comes from that, as you just said, is a pleasant smell, and that's what we want. Yeah, so it's time to get some buckets and start getting all that rotten fruit, throw it in there. You need to toss it out back, give it to the pigs, whoever wants to take care of that. (laughs) And you make sure that you're picking ripe fruit, sweet fruit, good fruit. And that includes like your circle, your inner circle of people too, making sure that those around you are good for you, that they are lifting you up and they're, you know, helping encourage you in the Lord and so get them buckets full (laughs) the buckets I love it I love your analogy buckets to the pigs but that's what I'm envisioning right now (laughs) we guys we've got to be better not bitter and we're working on that every day and you know we just pray for ourselves that God just cleanses our heart from the things Mm -hmm. that aren't pleasing to him and makes us better so that we can freely walk in freedom we're not living in the prison and and shackled by the chains but we are we're free from those things and that we can begin to produce the fruits of the spirit and be that pleasant aroma to those around us that's right well thank y'all for listening we're glad you're here and we can't wait to talk with you next week all right guys see you later bye bye